Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Live to 110 podcast. You can find me at my website, live to 110.com and learn about my detox program, mineralpower.com. Today, we're talking about a very interesting topic, how to prepare your body for detoxification. For a lot of you, you have a little bit of work to do in prepping your body prior to embarking on a detoxification program. Or for many of you listening, if you've tried a detox program and had a really negative reaction, there are some steps that you likely need to take prior to starting a program like Mineral Power or any other type of detox. And we're going to reveal those steps today on the show. A lot of people have oxalates. We'll talk about what those are and how they prevent detox. We'll be talking about parasitic infections and other types of infections that can inhibit your body's ability to detox. We'll also talk about lymphatic drainage and a lot of other different types of interesting topics. Dr. Jay Davidson of drjdavidson.com is going to be on the podcast. He is the host of the upcoming thedetoxproject.com. That is starting September 26th to October 3rd. It's a free online event talking all about detoxification. They have guests such as Dr. Mercola, Dr. Joseph Mercola, one of the most well-known names in the health field. Suzanne Summers, who has a new book out called Toxic. S-I-C-K. They also have Dr. Deanna Minnick. She's a co-host. Dr. B.J. Hardick, who's also a co-host of The Detox Project. And they have so many incredible speakers. Sayer G is a speaker as well. And highly, highly recommend it. Very important topic. You know, my favorite topic is detoxification. And I personally think it's one of the main keys to health. So definitely go check it out. Before we start the podcast, I have to do the disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please keep in mind that this podcast is solely informational in nature and it's for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we discuss today on the show. And if you missed it, I hosted my own summit called the Medicinal Supplement Summit. You can check it out at medicinalsupplementsummit.com. I know that is a mouthful. It is hard to type in, but you can do it. I know it. I recently hosted this. It happened um, September 12th to the 19th, and I had 50 experts, the world's top experts in health and nutrition, talking about how to take supplements, what supplements to avoid, what supplements you need, testing to customize supplements to your body, and so many different topics surrounding supplements. I know a lot of you are confused about what supplements to take, so hopefully I'm able to, you know, relieve some of that confusion, help to educate you on this vast topic. So go check it out at medicinalsupplementsummit.com. You can purchase all the 50 recordings and transcripts, but there's bonus talks that are available for free right now. You can go to medicinalsupplementsummit.com slash free dash talks, and there's 15 bonus talks available for free right now that you can listen to. 
Our guest today is Dr. Jay Davidson. He is a doctor focusing on a natural functional medicine approach. He's also a very popular speaker, number one international best-selling author, husband, father, and a former radio talk show host. Dr. Jay was the host of the Chronic Lyme Disease Summit with 33 experts that happened in April of 2016. We touch on that at the end of the podcast today. And he's also the co-host of the Detox Project an online free summit that starts September 26th. Check that out at thedetoxproject.com. Dr. Jay Davidson is admired for his ability to bridge the gap between the scientific health community and the layperson. Go visit him at drjdavidson.com. So you're hosting the upcoming Detox Project, which is a free online summit. I have to say I'm a little bit jealous because I want to host my own Detox Summit. Maybe that'll come up in a couple of years. But this is so important. I am fanatical about the importance of detoxification. As all of my listeners, everyone knows that um, I'm all about infrared saunas and coffee enemas and mineralizing your body and taking targeted supplements based on your metal toxicities and doing testing for metal toxicities and the importance of that in reversing and preventing health conditions. So tell us why you wanted to, to host the upcoming detox project. Yeah, well, you just you just finished up with the medicinal medicine supplement, so <laughs> summit. Uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, really great, great people. I and I was honored to be on it as well too. But yeah, the detox project. I felt such a you know calling and reasoning to do it to really bring the message of true detoxification. Because when you think of detox, like in America or even around the globe, a lot of times in the health world, you hear about juice cleansing or colon, you know, colon cleansing or, you know, just fasting or something. And while those can be maybe pieces to the puzzle on detoxification, when I think about detoxification clinically, I think about, Wendy, um, the fact that we want to get into the cells and detoxify the chemicals at the cellular level, not just flush the colon or, you know, do some juice fasting for, for seven days and say, oh, we're detox, we're cleaned, you know. Um, so I think that was uh, really a main objective with the detox project to bring clarity, truth, and just bring in uh, people like yourself, which you're a speaker on, uh, people that are getting results, detoxifying people to really uh, magnifying and, and uh, get people well. So what are some of the topics that you talk about on the detox project? Yeah, well, um, your topic I love is, you know, heavy metal detoxification, understanding the different types of heavy metals. I think that topic alone is enough for all the listeners to definitely make sure they get signed up and listen to because, again, you're just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got some pretty heavy hitters like Dr. Mercola, who's diving into his own personal detox regimen. He's probably one of the most well-known, you know, alternative health uh, practitioners probably in the world. Uh, Suzanne Summers uh, is, is talking about um, her journey from you know cancer to to healing herself through detoxing. We've got Mike Adams talking about fluoride and the toxicity of fluoride, especially in the water supply. Uh, we're even diving into vaccines, which really doesn't get touched much. So, um, and and Dr. Tenpenny really wants to cover. Uh, the idea of the toxins that are present in vaccines, not just mercury, but the other uh, adjuvants and, and other chemicals that are in there. Um, also diving into environmental toxins like glyphosate. Jeffrey Smith is talking about that. 
Um, there's uh, antidepressants and the, the chemical toxicity that gets associated with it and other uh, effects of antidepressants. Dr. Kelly Brogan, you know, New York Times bestselling author, she's she's on it as well. Um, and, and just, you know, diving into this topic more and more and trying to give people a well-rounded, um, you know, aspect, even the food, right? So gluten to essential oils um, to... You know, all, all kinds of things, dietary-wise, ketogenic and its role for detoxification and how it can help, uh, you know, heal cells. So I th- I, I'm really amazed at the uh, lineup we have. And, of course, you're definitely uh, one of the amazing ones. So Yeah, I thought it was so important to talk about the toxic metals that cause fatigue because a lot of people don't realize the reason that they're tired is because of these, uh, you know, extreme prevalence of toxic metals in the environment that get into their bodies. And it's one of the main reasons people are tired. So it's just such an important message. And I love that you have Suzanne Summer. She has a book out called Toxic. Uh, T-O-X-S-I-C-K, which is really interesting. And she's written like 23 books. She's just a wealth of information (laughs) herself. She's unbelievable. I used to live in Malibu. I'd see her at the farmer's market, but I was too chicken to walk up to her (laughs) and say hi. Please be on my podcast. Uh, But but yeah, so so on this podcast, we're going to talk about the things that you should do to prep your body prior to detoxification. This is an interesting topic I I haven't touched on before, but I think it's very, very important. So why don't we talk about your top tips to prep your body prior to doing a detox? Yeah, in in this, I would say the importance of prepping the body has come from a personal necessity. Back in 2007, when my wife ran a heavy metal test, she did a... um, Urine challenge with DMSA came up high mercury, high lead, and I was the guy that was just going along and I wanted to get tested too, so I, I got tested. I came up high mercury, high lead as well, and we, we did DMSA chelation, had a reaction, stopped. 2008, we met a different practitioner uh, down in Florida at the time, and uh, they are like, oh, you had a reaction DMSA, try DMPS, and so we tried DMPS, and I had a horrific reaction, and I ended up getting an allergy to nuts, um, seeds, uh, mangoes, just things I'd never had before. And I'm like, what is going on? And that's basically when I put the detoxification on the shelf and then come full circle when the bottom fell out. My wife almost died. My daughter was born. Um, it really made it, it forced the idea of understanding, okay, what, what's going on? Why do people, some people do well with detoxification and some people don't, uh, whether, you know, assuming they're following, you know, good protocols. And I think a lot of it has to do with preparation. If you think about the body, you have draining pathways. You've got the colon, which is, you know, a drainer. So if somebody's constipated, that means that that pathway is not moving well. So anything the body's trying to excrete via the colon is going to sit there longer. So again, that can cause symptoms and and stress the body. It'll cause inflammation. So the colon's a uh, a drainage pathway. And I always like to separate I know in our world, you'll always hear detox thrown out like, oh, this is like a a detox for for the lymph, but they're kind of referring to it's like draining the lymph, you know, moving. And I I like to use the word drainage instead of detox. Detox, I like to use for the fact you're actually going to pull chemicals out of the body, you know, extract them, you know, remove, remove chemicals. I think drainage is more making sure the colon's moving, the liver gallbladder is moving, the lymphatic system, um, the skin pathway, the sweat pathway, right? So all these what I would consider drainage pathways. So I believe the importance before detoxification is prepping 
these drainage pathways. And it can be as simple. And, and of course, people are, eyes are probably going to glaze over when I say, well, make sure you drink enough water. It's like as simple as that is <laughs> hydrate because that's a way that the body can excrete and move things out, um, you know, to the drainage. Get enough sleep. I mean, there's something called the glymphatic system. It's glial cells in your brain along with lymphatic system. And they put the words together, glymphatic. So it's the brain lymphatic system. And we now know in science that it's all connected. But basically, when you sleep, that's when your brain drains. That's when it drains all the chemicals. So essentially, when you're awake, there's inflammation, there's fluid that gets built up. And when you sleep, it drains and it cools the brain off. So if you think about, okay, why is somebody always yawning when they're tired? It's not as if they're trying to get more oxygen. Really what's trying to happen is you're trying to actually cool the brain off because of the fluid in the brain that built up didn't get drained from enough sleep. So the yawning is if you, you know, yawn or like pop your ears, you'll feel it's kind of like opening up that brain to, you know, oxygen pathway and it's just trying to cool it down. So get enough sleep and seven to eight hours, you know, research shows if you get four hours of sleep, your work, um, quality of work is equivalent to a drunk person. So those people that they don't sleep enough, I mean that those are just basic things, but powerful. So, but beyond that, I would say, make sure the colon's moving, make sure to give attention to liver and kidneys. And I think from a client standpoint, a lot of the clients I work with in the, in the Lyme world and in toxicity world, very sensitive, you know, very like chemically sensitive, the liver gallbladder is a um, area that can really be a magnifier to really help people get well faster. Yeah, so I love to drain the lymph. I love rebounding and lymphatic drainage massage. I think those are two great things you can do. I try to get a massage once or twice a month to just, you know, flush out toxins in my body. And it's a pleasurable way to detox too, <laughs> or drain rather. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if somebody has like a cellulite built up, I mean, that's really the inability to drain fluids. That's the typically kind of gets thrown into the lymphatic stagnation category. So if you have, you know, cellulite that's starting to form, you want to think drainage, make sure the body's clearing, clearing toxins out, rebounding's great, um, moving the body just, you know, um, I love the lymphatic massage as well too. Of course, there's like herbal tinctures and things that help to, to work on lymph drainage. But, um, yeah, if, if you're starting to notice, you know, your skin getting like the cellulite dimples or something, think drainage first. And so you said the liver and gallbladder are very, very important, obviously, in detoxification. And I think for a lot of people, that's the bottleneck. I think most people, because of all the chemicals, the 700 chemicals we have on average in our body and all the metals that everyone invariably has to a degree, the question is, what metals do you have and how much? You know, the liver is having to deal with all that stuff, plus all our bad diets and sugar and bad fats and things like that. So how what is the liver, the role the liver plays in detox and what are some good ways to support it in detoxification? Yeah, well, the liver is the detox lifeline of the body. So in order for the body to neutralize chemicals and to start removing them out of the body, for the most part, they all get processed through the liver. So think of the liver as the detox lifeline. Um, it's going to go through different phases, phase one, phase two. Phase one transforms chemicals into somewhat a little bit more dangerous chemicals, but then phase two allows it to kick it out of the body. And then there's phase three technically where it dumps it usually into the bile. So um, the liver detoxifies and it's the chemical warehouse. Uh, it's, it's what basically 
de- allows the body to detox. Most of the chemicals end up getting dumped into the bile. The liver makes bile. A lot of the chemicals get dumped into the bile. The gallbladder sac is just a storage sac for the bile. And then you've got the bile ducts that connect to it. So if somebody's had their gallbladder out, typically it's toxic uh, overload. It's Think of when the toxins get into the bile, it makes the bile sticky, sludgy. I always think of it as like trying to push glue through a straw and it's not moving. Well, then as that gets gummed up, then you're going to start forming, you know, stones and clogged up. And then, of course, you have a gallbladder attack because things aren't moving. And the gallbladder attack is just a symptom of toxicity. So getting the gallbladder out doesn't solve the toxicity issue. It just tries to, you know, pull out the the storage sack where a lot of it was built up and then obviously that leads to other digestive issues so if you've had your gallbladder out you definitely want to think toxicity and detoxifying um, and if you haven't and if you've had like gallbladder issues but you haven't had it out that's definitely an area that you want to give attention to start mobilizing that and I think there's a couple things Wendy in that category as far as like draining the bile ducts that really helps of course there's uh, supplementation there's um Systemic formulas has a formula called LB uh, and it stands for liver gallbladder that helps to soften the bile. There's a formula by standard process called fast food that also helps to soften the bile. Uh, There's another formula from uh, Herb Farm called Stonebreaker that also helps to soften the bile. And they're all all working a little bit differently. Um, So, I mean, even in severe cases, you can use them all to help soften the bile uh, to get get that movement going. Um, But the important thing to understand is when the bile is released, so if you're eating food and it's got some fat in it, the body's going to release bile to help digest that. Now, the bile is expensive energy-wise, ATP-wise, to make. So a lot of times it gets recycled. Well, if toxins are in the bile and the bile is getting recycled, that means the toxins are getting recycled, recirculated. So the key is not necessarily just loosening up the bile to make sure it's moving well. Another key is we need a catcher's mitt. We need something to grab onto that bile, like an activated carbon charcoal is a a favorite of mine. Of course, there's other binders like clay and silica and things, I, I guess, depending on people's preference, but I always like an activated carbon charcoal to, you know, to be there to take that uh, regularly on an empty stomach so that it can grab onto some of that bile and you can start uh, basically going number two and getting rid of that so your body can start making new bile. Uh, I think that's an important piece. And also, if you're thinking about that category, coffee enemas are a great tool to actually help purge that liver gallbladder bile. Uh, And I remember, I have to say this off the bat, I remember hearing about coffee enemas years ago and I heard the the pop star Usher, you know, is doing it to make sure he shows his abs. And of course, my (laughs) mind, my mind equated that, okay, that's weight loss, right? Coffee enemas are all about purging the bile and really flushing, flushing those ducts out. It does help to raise glutathione, S-transferase, which can help with detox too. But specifically thinking about the draining category, you know, if we do something that we could soften the bile. Uh, we do something to help purge the bile, like a coffee enema, for instance, and then we take something that to bind onto the bile. I think that's a great way to really flush out that liver gallbladder area. And I've noticed lately, especially, parasites can be a huge factor in this too. Parasites love the small intestine. They love to be in that bile duct, gallbladder, liver area and clog that up. So if you have parasites, especially if there's a full moon and you your symptoms get worse. No, you're not a werewolf. It's probably just a sign there might be parasites going on. So cleaning out parasites can help with the draining pathway. Another thing too I found um, is if you do actually physical massage. So if you feel your lower, and maybe I could get on camera here. 
So right below your right rib cage, um, your right rib cage is where your liver gallbladder is. You can poke around and you really want to lay down flat on your back. Have somebody do this if you can, but you can also do this yourself. Poke around in any, any area that you feel firm. It's almost like trigger point pressure, you know, any area that feels ropey or like a little ball. You want to put some trigger point pressure on it. Nothing like the Vulcan death grip, you know, not super hard, but put some pressure on it. Let it sit there for 10, 15 seconds. A lot of times what you'll hear is a little blah, 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 like a gurgle. And that's the bile ducts and things releasing. And so I just like for people to kind of poke around, move around anywhere that's tender, you know, release that. And if you've never done this before, chances are when you do it, a lot of times you'll hear some gurgling uh, and expect maybe to use the bathroom once or twice extra as things start to I think um, you know that physical pressure might be a, a key to help people in the liver gallbladder area. Yeah, I do that when I'm doing a coffee animal. I'll massage in that area just to kind of come on, come on, guys, let's get going here. You know, just to help it out there a little bit. But yeah, I love coffee enemas. I think they are so important. I recommend them to every one of my clients. Granted, they don't have a caffeine sensitivity, but even if you do, you can use a tiny little amount of coffee. You know, you might only need a tiny bit to stimulate the, uh, you know, expansion of your blood vessels or your veins and detox pathways in the liver to excrete their toxins and the bile and whatnot. So you might only need a tiny little bit. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this. So my wife, um, very had, has been sensitive for years and she doesn't consume caffeine because of it, but it's been sensitive to caffeine. So, you know, doesn't really drink teas or coffees or anything like that. And coffee enema, she does absolutely fine with. So I think for the most part, even people that are caffeine sensitive and she had stage three adrenal fatigue, um, I think, you know, the fact that the coffee is getting absorbed in the hemorrhoidal veins and goes right to the liver rather than kind of the, you know, ingesting through the mouth. Uh, I think that's a completely, completely separate. But yeah, if you have adrenal fatigue or caffeine sensitive, start with a little bit, make sure you do okay. Then you can always increase the amount. Yeah, everyone's a little bit different. I know I definitely feel much different when I drink a cup of coffee than when I do a coffee enema. Sometimes I'm really, really stimulated because uh, I use probably use way too much coffee in the enema. But um, but yeah, some people, they just have a real tough time uh, with the caffeine either way. But do, do your best. And so uh, so let's talk about parasites. You've mentioned those when you were talking and definitely parasites can be a big problem in the gut, in, in the liver and other areas. Do you think that you need to uh, address parasites before you embark on a detoxification program or can those be done simultaneously? It depends on the person. Um, if somebody's in a very sensitive state and their liver they're, you know, they flare up from fragrances. They flare up from every kind of food. Their list of foods is down to six foods. That always keys me in clinically saying, okay, your liver gallbladder, definitely problematic. Intestinal area is definitely problematic. I wouldn't want to necessarily start anybody detoxifying in that state. Really focus on draining. And one of the things I would say that stands out for parasites is if you do have intensification of symptoms during a full moon, think parasites. And it gets thrown out there in the Lyme disease world, which is not completely correct, but not really inaccurate either because there's co-infections of Lyme disease like Babesia is one of them, uh, and it's technically a parasite. So it's, you kind of get some overlap there. But if you have an intensification of symptoms, full moon, you want to think um, – 
parasites for sure. If you have dairy sensitivities like a milk allergy, I think parasites are number one on the list. And that's a lot of times where I steer away from running like allergy type testing because it's like as you clear these toxins out and clear these pathogens out and pathogens just basically like a bug, I would put parasites into the pathogen category. But as you clear these out, a lot of times those things go away. Um, so I, I get a little picky, you know, as far as laboratory tests and it's like, you know, do you really if you feel sensitive to that food, just stay away from it and let's go upstream. Let's fix the cause. You know, you can start clearing those parasites out. A lot of times that allergy disappears. So um, if somebody's really sensitive, I think parasites is probably top of the agenda. Otherwise, if they seem to be absolutely fine, I think detoxification you can definitely move forward with. And typically detoxification, I think, is that rate limiting step, meaning um, or maybe not rate limiting step, maybe more of a time um consuming thing that it takes the longest out of everything else to detoxify the body truly. And a lot of times people say, oh, I, you know, I did a four week cleanse and I'm detox. It's like the body's not going to release all the toxins all at once because it would be too dangerous. It's going to be a slow and low process. So I think embarking on detoxification and then within that protocol of detoxifying, like for instance, heavy metals, integrate in some pathogen things because the heavy metal detoxifying is going to peel away biofilm and biofilm is just like a blanket or a protective layer for pathogens. So as you detox, for instance, heavy metals, you can peel away biofilm and new pockets of pathogens are going to get to. So maybe if I could say this, let's, let's say, um, I had a client yeah, yesterday actually I was talking to and I'm like, you know, let's say it takes and I'm just throwing some arbitrary numbers out. But let's say it takes two years to detoxify heavy metals and it takes six months to get rid of the pathogens in your body. She has Lyme and some co-infections and parasites. Um, you couldn't just do six months of parasite pathogen Lyme and then move on to the heavy metal detoxification because the heavy metals are protecting the pathogens. So I think it's most important to embark on detoxifying for you, for instance, first, and then integrating in the pathogens along the category. I think, you know, at least for that client, you know, made the most sense. But again, it's very dependent on who you are, which, you know, what you need. And again, like you say, uh, get, get tested and see, see what chemicals and toxicity problems that you have. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's interesting. Dr. Klinghart talks a lot about this, about how parasites and metals coexist. They kind of potentiate each other. And when you start addressing one, then the other one can reveal itself. And a lot of times we have parasites in yeast because the body allows them to overgrow because they clean up metals. So there's like this coexisting like parasitic relationship that they have. Yeah, well, and even diving deeper into the parasite, bacteria and viruses can live in the parasite. So I have a, a, a good friend that he was struggling with Lyme disease and did all kinds of natural treatments and everything he could think of and figure out for Lyme. Couldn't get over it until he addressed the parasites. As soon as he addressed the parasites and the parasites died off, then the, the viruses and bacteria that were living in the parasite released and then his immune system could get to it. So it's almost like the parasite was a barrier for other bugs. So uh, I, I think there's such a intricate relationship with all those things, just like there's an intricate relationship with minerals and heavy metals. You know, I, there's so many connections that to, to address and understand. Do you want to know how I get rid of parasites? Yeah. <laughs> well, I make suppositories at home and okay. I use these suppositories. They have different oils, essential oils in them that kill parasites like clove, uh, oregano oil. I use BioPure's 10 in 1 
I use a little bit of onion oil and garlic oil, but that my house smells like an Indian restaurant after I, I make these. It's horrible. But, um, and I just use, you know, very Manuka honey essential oil as well. And I will do those for about two weeks on, two weeks off and do that for about, you know, eight to 10 weeks, uh, periodically, maybe, you know, once a year or so. And I find that's really, really effective, especially if people have digestive issues. They might have a tough time with, orally uh, taking supplements but there's lots of really good oral parasite cleanses and then you gotta have to maybe take some betonite clay to absorb all the chemicals and the parasites die off you can take this to absorb the chemicals yeah and i think um so i was relatively asymptomatic and recently did a parasite cleanse and got a couple 20 inch rope worms out and i was like okay so <laughs> if i'm getting this stuff out Pretty sure just, you know, just just like heavy metals, I mean, because of our environment, you know, food supply, just things getting passed on and just the lack of knowledge, I feel like, of heavy metal toxicity. There's so many people in America that have heavy metal toxicity issues at, at extreme level. Um, so detoxifying heavy metals, I think, is important. I think parasite is also one of those things that no matter how you're feeling well or sick, that it's something you should definitely consider doing. And I always think of the, the cartoon Shrek uh, when he says, always better out than in. So it's, it's really <laughs> gross when you think about parasites and then leaving your body and coming in and, and, you know, having to like pull it out. Um, that that's definitely, uh, awkward and, and gross moments. But at the same time, it's such a relief to know oh, they're not in me anymore. You know, get them out. I know a lot of people have little friends for dinner that are eating their food. And they're like, why am I not absorbing my nutrients? When I do nutrient tests, some people are incredibly low. It's because there are, there are little parasites who are eating everything, eating all their nutrients. And I know for me, when I went, I've done a lot of traveling in third world countries, spent months in Africa and months in Central and South America. And, you know, I picked up all kinds of stuff, not to mention my sushi addiction for so many years. And there's 10,000 parasite eggs per one square inch of sushi. No way. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Oh. So I was just crawling <laughs> with parasites. <laughs> But anyways, wow. and allow us to digress. I was going to say, it makes you think twice about sushi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so so let's talk about maybe your kidneys. Is there something you can do to cleanse your kidneys in prepping for detoxification? Because the kidneys really get worked when you're detoxing them. They filter your blood and they're, uh, you know, basically the little house for mercury and cadmium. 90% of your mercury and cadmium gets stuck in your kidneys because they're filtering your blood. What can be done to prep them so they aren't damaged during a detoxification? Yeah, well, I would go back to just, again, the simple things. Make sure you're sleeping enough. You're going to bed at, you know, by 10 p.m. I think is a good time to get to bed too. You know, one of the later times, earlier to bed, uh, definitely healthier typically for the body. Uh, make sure you hydrate enough water is super important to the kidneys, making sure you have proper mineral balance. You know, it's interesting with minerals, and I know you can dive into this way more, <laughs> way more than, than I'll even hit on, Wendy, but, you know, certain minerals, like if you're high in a certain mineral, it can make another mineral high, or it can make another mineral actually low, or if you're high in a certain heavy metal, it can disrupt the minerals, and I think mineral balance is such an important piece to the body's ability to drain and just move things out through liver and especially kidneys. So, 
I think, you know, water, minerals, sleep, top three things. But as far as the kidney category, really a lot of it, again, you want to give attention to liver because it's typically like liver that will dump to the kidneys and then kidneys clear out. So there's definitely a whole pathway to address. But kidney-wise, I love to use herbal supplements and herbal formulas to really um, support the kidneys. Um, My favorite, um, there's one from Systemic Formulas called K-Kidney. I like to use that in the evening time with clients. And then K-S. Uh, I always think of S as start of the day. Uh, the K-S is the morning time. And, and a lot of it has to do, you know, just the fact that your organs have different rhythms that, you know, the liver will uh, rebuild and break down at different times of the day and just figuring out, you know, which formulas kind of support those in the natural, you know, kind of rhythm, uh, organ rhythms uh, per se. So I think kidneys, um, I've seen huge actually things with uh, spinal issues though too. Spinal issues in the area of the kidneys can can affect that. Um, thinking about what you're consuming. I mean, just if you're, you know, one of those soda drinkers or diet soda drinkers, like immediately stop because it doesn't matter what supplements you're taking. I mean, that stuff is just damaging to the body. So you want to limit inflow of toxins and then look to just support the organs. And if you're somebody that only has one functioning kidney, you want to give extra, extra, extra attention to them. If you're somebody that seemed to be, you know, everything's flowing well, I would still give some support to them, um, but definitely customize it based on what your body seems to need the most. You know, another thing that just occurred to me, it's really important to get rid of before detoxification are oxalates. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, oxalates. So in, you know, in the dietary world, um, you'll hear a lot of different diets out there. Um, FODMAPs has been something in the last like five years, histamine diet, um, you know, low oxalates, um, I mean, all these different salicylates is another thing, you know, get thrown out there. I think um, magnesium citrate, it's what I've found to be the best tool for oxalates. So magnesium citrate I've found to help, you know, if somebody has issues with oxalates. Um, what, what's your opinion in that category? Yeah, so I just want to preface and tell me what oxalates are, just because a lot of people don't even know what they are, you know. So oxalates are little crystals. You can ingest them in food, a lot of green foods, or they can be formed by gut infections, like chronic yeast infections. So if you've had chronic gut infections for a long time, you can make these little crystals or like little barbs, these sharp little things that cause a lot of damage in your body, and they gum up your detox pathways. And when I do testing, I'm, I'm amazed at how many of my clients have oxalates. And they, they gum up your body's ability to detox and are so important to reduce those oxalate levels prior to having a successful detox. Yeah, and I think it goes back to a, a principle, you know, giving attention to the digestive tract before you detox. So and let me just say this. Let's say somebody has mercury toxicity, heavy metal. You're not going to be able to, and I, this is my opinion, I do not believe you can get the gut 100% well if there's mercury toxicity because it's an upstream issue to the gut. But you have to give attention to the digestive tract so that when you move upstream, you start detoxing, it can handle it. And I think just like what you were saying, gut infections, I mean, that's a sign that, you know, the immune system can be compromised, gut flora, gut health is not well. So maybe taking down some of the bad bacteria, right? You have bad, good uh, bacteria in the gut, obviously you want more good than bad. And then you've got the squatters, the commensal in between, you know, doing something to maybe take the bad bugs down, uh, and, and, you know, reducing the squatters, the commensal bacteria, and then putting more good ones in, um, supporting something that heals up the tight junctions and then, you know, moving upstream to detox. And I think that fits right into the oxalate 
thing too of, you know, just making sure that that pathway is flowing and moving. Yeah. And the oxalates can be a, a little bit complicated. There's a lot of supplements that help dissolve oxalates, but definitely want to get tested with a, a great plans or organic acids test before embarking on any kind of oxalate detox. It can be kind of nasty. But there's a, a group on Yahoo called the Low Oxalate Group on Yahoo and lowoxalatecoach.com has a lot of information about that if you're interested. So cool. let's yeah, so let's talk about what are your favorite methods of detox? You just interviewed over thirty experts about all kinds of detoxification methods. What are your favorite? Well Step one is remove the source. So you can detox as much as you want, but if you're around a lot of things, and again, you can't live in a bubble. You're going to you're gonna get toxins, um, but obviously the overloading amount of toxins, you the obvious things, right? So if you have Teflon, uh, get rid of that. If you have mercury amalgam fillings in your teeth to think you're going to detox mercury out of the body and still have a source in your teeth, you know, again, you, you want to remove the source. And if you have mercury in your teeth, find somebody that can help prep the body, find a biological biological dentist that can try to protect you as much as possible before you get them removed and then find somebody to help coach you on how to detox. But detoxification, I love to recruit multiple things. So I think heavy metal detoxing is definitely a modern day epidemic and I love using true chelators. Um, DMSA is one of those things that I actually reacted to in 2007. But the reason I did is because I had leaky gut. And then also the person that gave me instructions, they mega dosed me. They gave me a high dose and they also just told me to take it a couple times a day, which violates the half-life rule. So, uh, you know, if you're going to embark on detox, fine. You want to understand what's going on with your body and then what would be the proper protocol. So let's say you have mercury, for instance. Mercury, I love DMSA uh, as a heavy metal chelator to start cleaning up the tissues uh, of the heavy metal. But DMSA is a water-soluble chelator. So if you're really going to make a difference in health with somebody with mercury toxicity, you got to get the mercury out of the brain. Mercury loves the brain. It loves the hypothalamus. It loves the pituitary. And the hypothalamus and pituitary, they're both in the brain. They're both basically, if you just think of it, like the king and the queen of hormones in your body. So if you have any adrenal issues, which could be energy, fatigue, uh, lack of ability to handle stress when something happens, that could signal the adrenals or if you go from a standing or a laying position and you stand up and you start feeling lightheaded or dizzy, you want to think adrenals. Uh, if you have thyroid problems, you know, if you're missing the outer third of your eyebrow, if you're having a slow metabolism, you know, if your hair skin just is not as healthy and vibrant as it seems, that could indicate thyroid problems. Of course, you can always do a complete thyroid panel, you know, looking for more than just TSH, free T3, free T4, uh, antibodies, reverse T3, you know, all those things. But uh, if you have adrenal issues, thyroid problems, or even sex hormone issues, so whether you're male or female, right, females would be more of like the ovaries, estrogen, progesterone. Guys would be more prostate gonads for uh, testosterone and progesterone. If you're having any of those hormonal issues, or let's say you have two out of the three or three out of three. You don't want to just focus on those organs because those inevitably can be downstream to a problem of the hypothalamus pituitary, which then could be an issue from mercury toxicity that mercury loves those areas. So getting mercury out of the brain, I think, is an important thing and something to embark on. But in order to do that, you need a fat-soluble chelator, something that will not only cross uh, into the cells but actually cross into the blood-brain barrier and, and 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 making sure you get the you know concentration going. So I think heavy metal toxicity is definitely a favorite of mine because I've seen such great results client-wise, but it's been something that changed my wife's life and it 
actually changed my life as well too. I don't have quite as an awesome story as my wife does, but you know, it's like uh, kind of the the spillover effect. She's getting well. I'm like, I'm just going to do what she's doing, and soon enough, all of a sudden, I'm like, this is really what health is supposed to feel like. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's that night and day I, for me too, from where I was five years ago to today. I just can't believe it. Yeah, it's 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 from pain to purpose. You know, it's in that moment you're like, God, why, 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 and then later on you're like, oh. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the problem. Yeah. So what are your favorite supplements, uh, the fat-soluble supplements that detox mercury? For for um, brain chelation, ALA, I love that, alpha-lipoic acid, not alpha-linolenic acid, but alpha-lipoic acid. Um, and it's usually really inexpensive. That's one of those things if I'm meeting with a client and I see on the list, you know, they're taking alpha-lipoic acid like 500 milligrams or 700 milligrams a couple times a day. I, that'll be something I'll say, you might want to hold off on that because that's a fat soluble chelator and whether you're detoxing right now or, you know, your body's ready for it, that that's something I, I get a little, um, you know, sketchy about if somebody's taking alpha, alpha lipoic acid, ALA, you know, without wanting to detox and, and alpha lipoic acid, you know, it's talked about as an antioxidant, it's talked about helping the liver and glutathione production. So there's a lot of benefit to it, but it's also a fat soluble chelator. So I think ALA is a great choice. There is DMPS that can also clear up mercury too. Um, but that's water soluble. So that's not fat soluble. There used to be something that Boyd Haley had out called OSR number one, and then was taken off the market. And it's going to be reintroduced, I think soon. That is a fat soluble chelator that crosses the brain. Uh, but now, and even something, uh, we actually, I actually interviewed the scientists that, um, actually discovered this and figured this out. He's actually got three doctorates. He's MD, uh, pharma D, so pharmacist doctorate, and then also a PhD. Guy's brilliant. Dr. Nicholas um, Sirikos Karapanos is his name. He's Greek. He used to work for Mayo and then works for the Cleveland Clinic, you know, like the top heart surgeon in the world. But he figured out how to basically hydrolyze a clinoptolite fragment. And clinoptolite is part of a zeolite. Uh, but zeolite, you know, naturally, and this is something that surprised me even on the interview, zeolite naturally contains heavy metals. So um, just understanding that whole category, just taking zeolite by itself, I think there's a lot more to it. So there's something he figured out how to do called a hydrolyze clinoptolite fragment, uh, HCF, I guess for, for short, that not only he's actually done pharmaceutical tests to show that actually crosses the membrane, but actually gets in the brain too. So, I mean, there's multiple tools. And I think from a clinical side, looking at detoxification, I don't like to rely just on one thing and, hey, let's take, let's mega dose. I think let's look at multiple things and just get all the channels moving. And then, of course, if there's something that's problematic, like let's say you have a really, really high lead levels, maybe after a while you might want to incorporate like EDTA suppositories to try to pull that lead out of the bone faster, for instance, you know. Um, but that's, you know, that's also not forgetting the whole power of minerals, which you can, of course, hit on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I take EDTA suppositories myself and give them to a lot of my clients because you wear the lead generation. You know, when our mothers are forming us in their, their womb, uh, all the lead that's in their bones from all the gasoline that they, that leaded gasoline they breathe in gets, you're born, your, your bones get formed from that. And so you're born with lead in your bones and causes lots of problems, obviously. But, you know, a, a fat soluble chelator I love to use is cilantro oil, uh, not essential oil, 
just cilantro oil that's pressed from the seeds, your brain readily accepts that and it helps to pull the mercury out of your brain, very, albeit very gently. It's a gentle chelator, but a natural one and uh, very accessible to you, not by prescription. Unfortunately, you know, DMSA, uh, the FDA decided to regulate it a few years ago and pulled it off the market to be taken orally, though there's still some sketchy places on eBay you can buy it <laughs> orally. <laughs> uh, but there's a very good DMSA suppository called Zeptil. You can purchase that on eBay and other places. That's, you know, uh, a, a very good source. I've used that personally myself. But one thing I found with myself and with my clients is I like to do a liver detoxability test to find out how much DMSA their liver can tolerate and process. Like you, you had that reaction and um, yep. I've had heard lots of horror stories, people taking DMSA. And if you do this liver detoxability test, I do it in a lab in Australia called Nutripath. You know, you're, uh, you may not be a candidate. Your liver can't handle it. Based on the system, or you might be able to tolerate a thousand milligrams. My test, I could tolerate a 500 milligrams. And I think a lot of the physicians make a mistake of just giving a standard dosage. Uh, you know, usually it's 500 milligrams of DMSA and it can be really devastating for some people. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, we're we're covering a lot <laughs> on this uh podcast interview. I always recommend to work with somebody that knows what they're doing to help customize it to you. I love I love people learning and gaining more knowledge, but again, sometimes like if if you're having a health crisis uh yourself, you know, you get lost in your own emotions. So definitely, you know, seek some guidance um to help, you know, speed the process up for sure. Yeah, so don't go out and just buy the DMSA suppositories. Just, <laughs> you want to test, not guess. Test to see if you actually need it first. Because some people don't have high levels of mercury. They can do the natural stuff and the, you know, the lipoic acid and things like that. And that can bring their levels down. So let's talk about uh, any kind of detox methods that you're like your favorite detox methods. Are you into infrared saunas or ionic foot baths? Or you already talked about coffee enemas. Anything else that you really, really like? Yeah, well, you'll hear a, you'll hear out there in the world that, you know, this is the thing that's going to cure the world or fix everybody. And I just don't know if there's that one tool for everybody. I think there's reasoning for everything. I mean, like foot basket ripped on a lot uh, and, you know, they're hokey and oh, they, but at the same time, I've seen clinically people that have liver gallbladder issues, it can help ease that burden tremendously. You know, maybe not detoxing the way maybe some people claim that it does, but to clear that, you know, clear the stress out of liver gallbladder could be a big, big helper. I love infrared saunas for those that live in colder temperatures uh, that have issues sweating, you know, the, the person that doesn't need to wear deodorant because they don't smell. It's like, well, that means you're, you know, you're, if you don't sweat in the armpits, your detox pathways are clogged up. So an infrared sauna, um, and, and of course, far infrared gets talked about a lot. I love this Therisage brand. They actually have far, mid and near, uh, all three different kinds, just a little more natural in the, in the infrared category, but, um, that can, you know, really open up the pathways of the skin. I think coffee enemas can be a great helper for liver gallbladder, raising glutathione, heavy metal detoxification is important too, parasite cleansing. I mean, there's so many great tools out there just figuring out what's what's best for you. I mean, there's even frequency technology, for instance, like a Rife machine uh, that if somebody has really horrible pathogen issues like Lyme or parasites that, you know, might be beneficial for them to have versus somebody that maybe doesn't have that, then, you know, it's probably not going to move the needle for them. 
Yeah, I've done a Rive session before. It's so cool. I, I loved it. And it, it can be so helpful. It's so weird how this light frequency kills pathogens and parasites in your body. It's it's really odd. Yeah, it's um, the, the best way to think of it is the the opera singer that can shatter a wine glass. They're, they're not singing the frequency of the wine glass. They're actually singing a, freq- a, a resonant frequency that vibrates to the wine glass and shatters it. And all bugs and things have this have a frequency to them. So if you, um, you know, can deliver like through light plasma discharge a frequency, then essentially those bugs can, you know, essentially shatter in the body. Um, and the cool thing is it doesn't harm your tissues. So, but yeah, rife, rife technology is neat. Definitely. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. And so again, you want to do your research and, but just see if it's something that would be a benefit to you. I know with my wife, I mean, we bought everything, PEMF, rife, hyperbaric, you know, juicers, you name it, everything we bought because it was like, oh, this is going to get her well, this is going to get her well. And in the end, I realized they're just tools. You know, if somebody has um, brain damage, they just suffered a stroke or they're living in mold, then hyperbaric could be a great option, uh, you know, to help deliver oxygen to the brain. But somebody that maybe is not in that same camp, then maybe that's not the best tool for them. Yes. Yeah. There's so many tools and I mean, you could just spend endless amounts of money. <laughs> I know I do. Yes, <laughs> I try all we, kinds of different we things. Did. <laughs> <laughs> but you just have to try different things and see what works for you, what resonates for you, your body, your health issues, because everyone is so different. So what is the the future for detoxification hold? What does that look like in your opinion? I, well, I'm very biased, of course, is my, my opinion. But I think the future of detox is looking at somebody's individual blueprint, their DNA, and figuring out what their tendencies are from a body standpoint. So if I throw the word genetics out, there's a lot of words that get thrown out in that category or thoughts. Um, I think genetics where you could go on, you know, you could run your 23andMe, um, which you can get from 23andMe.com. It's like 200 bucks and you get, you know, data, 635,000 different pieces of DNA information. And then you can upload it into a uh, a template like Prometheus for like five bucks and then find out, you know, you're five times at risk for Alzheimer and two times at risk for uterine cancer. I don't like that side of genetics because I feel like it's just fear. And I, I, what are you going to do for that? I like looking at genetics from more of a lifestyle standpoint, saying that, okay, for detoxification, how's your phase one and phase two from a genetic standpoint? And I think about my wife that reacted to everything and all kinds of stuff. You know, her phase one was pretty good, except for a little bit in the the estrogen category. But for the most part, her phase one of detox was pretty good. Phase two is horrible. So, and I think about the whole caffeine, going back to the caffeine thing, you know, if somebody reacts to caffeine, what's that from? And I, you know, I'm thinking now the reason my wife reacted before to caffeine or like she'd get heart palpitations and just not feel good and, you know, just be a horrible reaction. What I, what I believe happened is just speed up phase one and phase two wasn't working. And then, you know, like the toxicity in, in the, the phases actually got backed up. So I think you can look at your genomics and see, you know, how's your phase one, how's your phase two and break it down from, you know, uh, glutathione to uh, acetylation to, you know, all these different pieces of it and then see and, and genetics or genomics uh, is maybe a little more proper term is not 100%. It's probably 90, 95%, but it's based on probability. But you can get a lot of information from that to try to customize it for you. So, um, Basically, my wife, you know, when she was recovering, 
people are like, what are you doing? Uh, what, what happened? How'd you get her? Well, you know, what are you now doing with clients? So I just, I wrote a book called the five steps to restoring health protocol that laid it all out. And if you want to know more about like the draining category, that's all step two. It's a huge, it's like probably, you know, 70 pages in the book or something, 60 or 70 pages. So you can always pick up the book, just go to Amazon, um, search my name, Jay Davidson or Dr. Jay Davidson will be the first thing that comes up. But I think the next step or the future is to plug in your individual genome into protocols like that to customize it even more and try to take some of that guesswork out. So I think genomics is a wild, wild west right now, uh, but it's definitely an area that I'm working with and exploring with clients and have actually found what's interesting is like the looking at supplemental supplement genes and micronutrient deficiencies. There's a lot of correlation. And so I'm, I'm, I'm finding that to be a pretty cool tool. So I think that's, you know, where I believe maybe the future lies. I don't know how far, you know, working on it now, but. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. I, I just had a Sterling Hill talk on my medicinal supplement summit about using, uh, you know, genetic testing to customize supplements to you. It's very, very interesting. But I agree, it's a wild, wild west. I think <laughs> there is a lot to learn. It's very complicated and complex. And But, but we're heading in the right direction, for sure. Yep. So I have a question I'd like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Oh, hands down, toxicity. I think toxicity. You know, uh, Americans, it's very well accepted, take a multivitamin nutrients. I think it's more important to detoxify than try to, you know, get more nutrients in the body because I think toxicity causes inflammation, which can uh, affect our ability to absorb that. So I think toxicity, hands down, is is the number one health crisis. Yeah, and when I see two-thirds of the American population is overweight, I just think toxicity it's not necessarily, yeah, it can be caloric intake, but it's all the glyphosate and chemicals and hormone disrupting chemicals and obesogenic chemicals, chemicals that make us fat and toxins like arsenic that prevent fat release from fat cells. And all, all this is really what I think is contributing to the obesity crisis. Yep. Yeah. A lot of toxins are fat soluble. They get stored in your fat. So if you can't drop weight, probably means you got to detox first and then the body will normalize where it needs to. Yeah, that was the key for me, for sure. When I, I was overweight and I was working out like an Olympic athlete, like what the heck is going on? When I was 25, if I did this same workout routine, I'd be an Olympian. But I, I it slowly dawned on me that it was toxicity. So I 100% agree with that. So wanting to tell the listeners a little bit more about you and where they can find you. Yeah, uh, best place is just my website, drjdavidson.com. Uh, definitely encourage you to check out the Detox Project, which I'm sure you'll have links for that right on your website. So go you know, click on those links and get registered. It starts September 26th, so it's literally like just around the corner. It's seven days, you know, free viewing. I think day eight we'll probably do an encore. But um, yeah, Wendy, you're speaking. I'm speaking. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a great event, so highly recommend that. But uh, yeah, my website's the best place, drjdavidson.com. And uh, yeah, just get registered for the Detox Project.
Yeah, so go to thedetoxproject.com, register. It's a totally free online event, and I'm so excited. I'm going to be starting to listen to the the talks myself because <laughs> I want to hear all the juicy information. Um, but you also hosted the Lime Summit in last spring. Can you tell us about that? Because I, I know a lot of people listening have issues with Lyme or don't even realize they have Lyme. It's very prevalent. Anyone listening that's had chronic fatigue or the doctor can't figure out what's wrong with you, and you know something is wrong, but the doctors can't figure it out. People should be tested for Lyme. So talk to us about the Lyme Summit and the, the website they can go to to learn more about it. Yeah. If, if you have any unexplainable illness, the first thing I would say is rule Lyme out, Lyme disease. Um, and I did a summit, yeah, April 2016, so earlier this year. Just awesome event. So, I mean, such good feedback, such great information. And such a quick way to learn about the topic quickly and to try to get your feet under you because there's a lot of fear with Lyme and the more you understand about it, the more you're empowered to actually make a change. So the website for the Chronic Lyme Disease Summit is that same name, chroniclymedisease-summit.com. And Lyme does not have an S. So Lyme is L-Y-M-E. <laughs> so chroniclymedisease-summit.com. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jay. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Wendy. And everyone, if you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. You can learn more about me at liveto110.com. You can check out my detox program called mineralpower.com. We use minerals to lift up your body and flush out toxins. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.